they have really nicknamed me the parking lot pastor. And that's the reason I go out into the parking lot, greet everybody, hug everyone I can, and just give them that great welcome that we love them and I mean it from my heart. I'm Pastor Roy Love. I'd like for you to visit Praise Chapel Church this Sunday. You'll find the best welcome you've ever found in any church and we can't wait to meet and greet you today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining with us today. I can never say enough thank yous of what you've meant to me and the words of encouragement and the phone calls and the encouragement that you have given to us at Praise Chapel. You know, we're here to bless you. We're here to bring hope into your life. And I want to thank you for joining with us. I'm Pastor Roy Love from Praise Chapel Church right here in Webster. And I know you've got a busy schedule this Sunday morning, but why don't you just uh, sit back and relax and enjoy our program. I've got a good message I believe is going to bless you, and it's titled, Still Standing. <laughs> Have you ever had a hard time standing in the storms of life? Well, they're going to pass, and when they pass, you're going to still be standing. And I love you, and I thank you for joining with us. So let's go into uh, the house of worship and hear this message. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 through 7. And the sons of the prophets, said to Elisha, See now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Verse 2, Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, Go. I like that. Then one said, Please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as the one that was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place, so he cut off a stick and threw it in there, and he made the iron float. The last verse, verse 7. Therefore he said, pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand, and he took it. I think we have a mighty fine-looking group of people here today. You're highly favored of God. We have incredible anointing that flows through this church. And I'm here by the Holy Ghost, and I'm in it to win. How about you? How many are in it to win? You're not going to be a loser. 
And I want to preach upon the subject, still standing. If you'll put that in your mind of remembrance. Father, we thank you for the word. Help me preach. And as we are seated, everybody say amen. amen. Now, Elisha was the successor to Elijah. And he basically started a Bible school. And the anointing that was upon Elisha's life literally drew young men and people to him. He had a gifting that pointed toward leadership, mentoring, and he was a developer. So he started the school of the prophets, and he was the schoolmaster to these young prophets. So they came to him, and they talked to him. Hey, I got a great idea here. I've got something we want to talk to you about. The place that we're in is way too small. More and more people are coming, and uh, we've got to expand the ministry. And so we've got to make some room for what is taking place here. And if God is in anything, it will have growth to it. Can I repeat that? I said, if God is in anything, there will be growth and there will be expansion. Now, God may not always move at your time. It may be a different time. And it may not be in the same capacity that you thought it would be. But God is going to move on your behalf. Notice this prophet, Elisha. He was a successor to Elijah. Now, Elisha had a miracle that happened to him time and time again. But the one that he followed was Elijah. He had 16 recorded miracles in the Old Testament. But Elisha had 32 miracles that were recorded. Who in the house believes me today that the latter house shall be greater than the former house. And what God will do for you is going to be spectacular because the best days are yet to come. Now, this miracles that we're talking about happened well before the dispensation of grace and uh, before the Holy Spirit filled those in the upper room. And uh, the Old Testament, when you begin to think of the things that happened there, there was a crazy multiplication. But let me announce to you today that God has been a big God for a long time. And God is in the increase. I mean, he's a flat out right big God. And he can do anything, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He can really reach out there in darkness and put stars in the sky with just the fling of a hand. And he can scoop up that dirt on the earth and create oceans out of it with his fingertips. Now, don't tell me that God's not for you, for he is for you. He can reach into outer space where there was nothing whatsoever, create something that wasn't there, and then set it in outer space and say, now stay there, and you're going to do what I tell you to do. Now, if God can do it in outer space, look what he can do for you right here in this church church. 
this morning. And so there was rooms that had to be made. There was places that had to be expanded. Now, I remember that we had kinfolks that came and visited us. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what. Uh, we would have the uncles, the aunts, and the cousins, and everyone would always come. I always dreaded their visit. I would have to give up my bed. I didn't like it whatsoever. In fact, uh, it's amazing that there would be so much hairspray that was floating through the house. You didn't need to spray it on your hair. Just stick your head out there in the hallway, and that would be enough to cover you, especially when you are designing your hair from the reflection of the toaster that's in the kitchen. You know there is too much uh, 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 there. And so, you know, there needed to be some expansion and some things that, that needed to happen. Oh, can I say something else today? You don't need to worry that you're always going to stay where you are because God is going to bring you to a place that you've been praying about in Jesus' name. Let me encourage you today. Now, we often have the same dreaming, the same giving, the same serving, and we expect God to do some increase. But if we expect him to do some increase, we have to change our way of thinking. We have to see things from a different perspective and look at what God can do. Kenneth throw in a scripture today, and that's over in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. Oh, that my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we're able to ask or think. And when you see they went down to Jordan. Now, going down to Jordan, it means in the Bible that uh, there's a descent. It's going down. And they went down there because there were trees there. And so they all worked together shoulder to shoulder. And they would swing those axes. And then you would hear the trees that would fall. And there was a lot of activity that was going on. But a strange thing happened. One of them had a big-time problem. I don't care what is corporately moving in a big group of people in the masses. God is able to work on us individually. Now, he loves all of us, but he loves each of us too. And he understands those things. But one individual had a personal tragedy, a young Bible student that had borrowed an axe head. And when you go to Bible school and live on the Bible school budget, it's baloney at breakfast, baloney at noon, and baloney in the evening. And that is the Bible school, you know, budget. And this axe head was not plentiful whatsoever. There was no Home Depots back there. And so this was a very special item, and it was borrowed. And so as he began to swing his axe, something happened. It went off the handle, and it went right into the Jordan River, and it began to sink to the very bottom. What happened to him, he lost his ability, he lost his power, and, and it was something that was terrible to him 200 times. In the Bible, Jordan is mentioned. And uh, when you think I said a while ago about Jordan going down, it flowed right into the 
Dead Sea. Can I ask you a question this morning? How many of you have ever felt there was such a change in your life that you have lost your cutting edge and that you have lost something of authority in your life and you've lost your dreams and you were doing the best you could in all the right ways, but yet your health began to go down, your dreams went out the window and your hope was gone and you began to wonder how in the world did I get here? What in the world happened to me? Why did this particular thing happen? And it seemed like that I'm just headed for a dead place in my life. Am I talking to somebody today? <laughs> that those things that we lose, that accent that was in that hand represented that power. Now, before that thing fell off, there was a loosening, I'm sure, that he felt. Let me give you a word of thought and a word of warning here. Even though when you begin to swing that thing and you felt that thing loosening, there's something that the Lord's speaking to you about. Things in your life may not be right. You may have a big financial issue before you. Your marriage may have lost its love in it. And there's problems, and you ignore those problems, and finally you lose out. And when those things happen, you begin to realize that something's going on here, and we've got to do something about it. Well, that accent had to be held together by leather straps. And so there was a sacrifice that was made for that accent. An animal had to be killed. And uh, even the uh, thing that Brother Larry was wearing this morning, some animal gave their life for him that he's wearing an animal today and so uh this animal uh hide was put up on the ground and it dried out and they cut it in strips and so they wrapped it around there to hold that axe head there on that stick now there was a sacrifice that was made can i remind you today that you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb and that you've been saved. <laughs> How many knows that your Redeemer lives in you? And because of that, brother, there was a sacrifice made for you at Calvary over 2,000 years ago. And I love the neat thing about this young servant. You know what he did? In verse 5, he called upon Elisha. And he said, oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. I have lost this axe head that I borrowed. He didn't try to hide it. He didn't try to blame it on somebody. He didn't try to go to somebody and say, this is the reason it did. You know, a lot of people are blaming something that happened in 1990. And let me tell you, get over it in Jesus' name. Don't blame that issue, for God is dealing with your condition in your heart. And so immediately he went to the master. I have found out something in my life. When I immediately go to Jesus, God does the rescuing. When you're in trouble, don't call the hotline of those psychic people. And when uh, eHarmony or whateverharmony.com isn't working, why don't you call on Jesus? I said, call upon him. So no matter what is going on in your life, he called. In fact, when he called, the guy didn't need a title. We don't even know the man's name. 
He didn't need an appointment. He just called upon the Lord. You don't need an appointment with Jesus. You got an appointment right now. You don't need to worry about a title. Oh, I've got to be elder somebody or a pastor somebody or an apostle or a prophet or a possum or something. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you, you got the answer right now. I said right now. Look at somebody and say, I've got the answer right now. <laughs> and so when this began to happen, the prophet said to him, show me where you lost that thing. Show me where you lost your dream. Show me where you lost your power. Show me to the place where your marriage lost its love and you lost your future. And when God goes to that place, he is not intimidated by the impossible thing. He can perform miracles out of impossible situations. And so he gets glory out of impossible situations. Do you know what? I believe that people are being healed of cancer this morning because he's not intimidated by the disease or the problem in your body. By the stripes of Jesus, you're healed in Jesus' name. I said you're healed in Jesus' name. Now, if a baby can come to this earth through a virgin and if a man that is four days dead can get up out of that grave, Lazarus. And if the Red Sea can depart with the command from Moses given by the Lord, God can resurrect your dream in Jesus' name. He can put that love back into that home of the impossible and give you a trust again, and he can show up. And he's going to show out. Hallelujah. What I've got good news for you today is help is on the scene today. The master is on the scene today. The master is here. Now, there's times that you may say he wants to go and tell us about how bad we've done. If we go to the place where we lost it. But you know, he doesn't want to do that. He just wants you restored. Now, the prophet cut a stick put it in the water, and it made that iron start floating. Remember that scripture over in Matthew chapter 11, verse number 30. Oh, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so these are the things that begin to take place that day. It was amazing what began to happen. So the prophet said, listen, see that thing out there floating? You go get it. Now, I've got something from the Lord today. If you want your miracle, you got to go get it. You can't depend upon the prayer partner to get it. You can't depend upon the pastor to get it. You can't depend upon your husband or your mama or all the grandkids to get it. You got to get up and get it yourself. There is a miracle waiting for you. Get up and get it in Jesus' name. Get up out of the place of do nothing and become something and begin to move forward in the name of the Lord. Now, that Jordan, we know 
because of what it's mentioned in the Bible. It had murky water. And when he ran there for the miracle, he had to go past all of that stuff. He had to swim way out there where almost his neck was right up with water and grab his miracle. If you want a miracle, you've got to put some effort into it. And you begin to think about all of this that happened. That stick that went in there, you remember when the tree came in contact with the living water, there was a resurrection that took place. There was something of the true vine that was literally cast, our Jesus, upon the water of humanity. And he brings life in us today. And, and, and I, I'm expecting a miracle. I don't know about you, but I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a comeback from your setback. How many have had some setbacks? How many are ready for a good comeback? You're going to recover those things. You're going to get your hope back. You're going to get your joy back. You're going to get your power back. Go out there and get that axe head where the power was, and you're going to get your victory in Jesus' name. I believe it's coming back. Hey, Pentecost is not out of style. <laughs> Pentecost is returning, and Pentecost is coming back. Churches are going to be filled with the glory and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. How many want it in Jesus' name? Now the real miracle. Let's walk around here just for a minute here. Let's go around to Jordan. And we see that the prophet, he, he got a miracle. He spoke it. The servant got his axe head back. But we didn't see the real miracle there was a tree that was standing there. Man, that tree had been beat up. Oh, that tree had had the marks on it. Oh, that tree had had all kinds of pain. But that tree was still standing. That was a real miracle. I don't know about you. I know about myself. Brother, I'm still standing. The devil's tried to kill me. The devil's tried to knock me out but I'm still standing. How many in this house have had that happen to you? The devil's tried to kill you. The devil's tried to drag you through the mess of this life, but how many are still standing? How many are still standing? You've gone through cancer, but you're still standing. You've gone through issues in your life. You've gone through the divorce court, but somehow, some way, you're still standing. You've walked through bankruptcy, but you're still standing. This is reality. This is where people really live. How many are still standing this morning? <laughs> fight the good fight of faith. You're still standing today. I said you're still standing today. Come on, how many will stand on their feet and agree with me that I'm still standing? I said I'm still standing. Hallelujah. Oh we're still standing I mean all hell's broke loose the kitchen sink <laughs> has been thrown at you but your tree is planted by a water the living water that never we're still standing uh, I expect a miracle right now lift your hands in this house Father God I pray a miracle over everyone in this house they're still standing by faith today Lord People are getting it back. They're getting their joy back. They're getting their power back. They're getting their victory back. In Jesus' name.
we praise your name. Every week at Praise Chapel, you'll find a host of ministries designed to meet you wherever you are in your walk with God. From our Adventure Avenue Kids Ministry to our Sunshine Seniors, you're sure to find a place to learn and grow in your walk of faith. Visit PraiseChapelHouston.com for a complete listing of service times, ministry opportunities, and ways you can connect with Praise Chapel through our social media outreaches. Praise Chapel, where we are loving people back to life. Have you ever felt like that tree (laughs) that I talked about that you've been beat on, you've been cut on, and I mean, you've come to a place in your life that you've, I mean, had it, (laughs) that you can't take anymore. Well, you may be like that tree, and I'm praying for you. I want to love you and encourage you and bless you today, and it is my desire to see you receive help today. I really have that desire within my heart. You know, we all suffer things. We all go through things. In this church, we have the street ministry. Every Sunday, they fire up the vans and go down to the streets and pick up dear, wonderful hearts. And we bring them to a place and we worship with them. We have food for everybody. Wow, we have a great time together. And it's a great ministry. I heard the other day that our prison ministry is it's growing. Well, I, I, I want you to know that's what we're called to do, is to reach out and help people and love people because people are really going through some tough areas of their life. And everything may not be going your way. But you're going to come through looking mighty fine. You're going to come through looking great. I'm Pastor Roy Love, and I love you, and I'm praying for you. And I want to give you a very special invitation to our service today. Our first worship service will be at 8.30 a.m. Our second worship service will be at 10.30 a.m. Then also we have a service on Sunday night at 6 So please come and be with us. Just do something, at least you do nothing. And get up and let's make a start forward. And uh, I'll be here to love you and encourage you at Praise Chapel right here in Webster, Texas. But we're located in the Bay Area of of, uh, Houston right near NASA. And I hope to see you. Now, once again, let me remind you that we're praying for you. And once again, I want to remind you that we're for you and God is for you and that no weapon ever formed against you shall prosper because God is on your side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Well, I'll say goodbye, but I like to say Hello to you this Sunday morning at our church and greet you personally. May God bless you. Please have a wonderful day in the Lord. Praise Chapel.
Chapel and Pastor Roy Love welcome you to share in the excitement of being a part of a loving and caring church family. We'd love to see you at one of our weekly services on Sunday mornings at either 8.30 or 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Praise Chapel is located at 18516 Highway 3 in Webster, Texas. For more information about Praise Chapel or to see our schedule of upcoming events, please call us at 281-338-6633 or visit us online at praisechapelhouston.com. Praise Chapel, loving people back to life. They have really nicknamed me the parking lot pastor, and that's the reason I go out into the parking lot, greet everybody, hug everyone I can, and just give them that great welcome that we love them, and I mean it from my heart. I'm Pastor Roy Love. I'd like for you to visit Praise Chapel Church this Sunday. You'll find the best welcome you've ever found in any church, and we can't wait to meet and greet you today.